Hello, everybody out there in YouTube land and podcast land. This is Mark Ferrer of After Further Review with Mark and John. John Pelkey joins me like he does every single day, as well as Jeff Taylor, our producer. And uh, it's a, it's a Friday. It's a Friday, July 10th. Major League Baseball has completed its first week, if you will, uh, back. They're only they're less than two weeks away, actually, from the first game. And a, a lot of players are starting to drop out. They're having problems with testing and results and uh, timely, uh, timely fashion and all that. There are some um, kind of Nick, Nicky, uh, ticky tack injuries out there. You know, again, a, a, a pulled quad is a third of the season. You know, now as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to three weeks. I never and, thought of that. I never yeah. thought of that. He's got a strained instep. Uh, might cost him yeah. the season. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to see him to the All Star break or to what would have been the All Star break. Uh, but, by the way, uh, nice that you you went you go to your Clemenza when you do that. E, not going to see him again for a while. <laughs> Very nice. I appreciate that. So I'll tell you, uh, one of the guys that opted out today at noon Eastern time. Was what uh, was a man, a, a former MVP, Rookie of the Year, three-time World Series winner, part of the uh, youngest battery to win a World Series since um, now we're, we're all frozen. I say all of us frozen at this point. I don't even know if I'm no, still on. Still, I'll, nope, I'll keep you're talking. still going. You're yeah, you're good. good. Uh, but uh, Madison, he and Madison Bumgarner, part of the uh, the uh, the youngest battery to start a World Series since Yogi Berra did it in 1947, along with a pitcher that I don't even know. Jesus, just get to the name. His name is Buster Posey. Ugh, I don't want to get sicky. And I think we need. I think we need to. I think we need to get get this over with right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, we we need to to, to make fun. Uh, I I know that John, you you inexplicably hate Buster Posey. Uh huh. You think he's a, a whiner and a wimp. You think he's the reason why the the rule change happened. Uh, I don't regarding think that. That's that's yeah. facts, my friend. No, no, no. I mean, again, he didn't. He didn't pursue it. it. It was because he was the guy that was injured and he was a star. Yes, but he's not. He wasn't out there leading the charge of this. But even though Jeff's an FSU fan, Jeff's nephew's going to FSU. Jeff has joined along with the fray to make fun of Buster Posey. So, so let's please go ahead. Give it your best shot. Give it your best shot, John Pelkey. Buster don't want to get sicky. Mm, no, no. Buster got owie, change game. Now Buster gets sicky. Mm. Uh, <laughs> as much so, fun as it so, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I- I'm going to destroy your fun a little bit by just saying um, I-, I-, I completely support Buster Posey in his decision, as I do all players who are opting out for health reasons, family reasons. And you told me he just had a couple of twins. And thank God he makes Major League Baseball money if he's got twins. Um and I, so I, I certainly support his decision. I feel bad for your Giants because in short season, you know, you're in. Yeah. You're in this Again, thing. Well, no, I mean that's it's it's going to be really interesting. We're gonna we're gonna see a lot of young players, and that's the upside hey, of, of some of this. That'll be stuff. cool. Um, that'll be cool. And uh, and and we'll see about that. But yeah, Buster Posey out uh, again. There was speculation in the Bay Area, believe it or not, that um that Buster was going to opt out of his career that we got these, these twins that they've just adopted. They were born premature. They're in ICU right now. And that a lot of the um, local media in the area were speculating that he was going to perhaps retire. 
He's 30 years old. He's in a great career. Three-time World Series winner, MVP, rookie of the year. Part of the youngest battery ever since 1947, starting over the series. At any rate, uh, so a lot of Giants fans, that expectation was so horrifying. They're happy. Okay, it's only this year. It's only this year. I went into this thing telling my mom. I said, "Yeah, this news conference he's gonna he's gonna opt out this year." Obviously, you wouldn't call a news conference to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm about to go to practice right now." Um, so uh, so I knew he was gonna opt out, and I was upset. I, I mean, I wasn't upset, but I was disappointed. But again, to your point, I understand. But everyone in the Bay Area thought he was gonna retire. So. Well, and then I think probably Buster, to my earlier point uh, about college, I think Buster looked at, let's see, I have twins. They'll be ready for college in 18 years, at which point one semester at a state school will be $2.25 million. So if I want them educated, (laughs) I'd better better keep my high-paying gig. Yeah, seriously. seriously. So I did not know that, that that people thought he might retire at 30. Yeah, I mean, that's nuts. That's 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 absolutely nuts. So, um, so so there it is. So that's Buster Posey. And anything else on, on on your guys' mind? Any anything? Any other concerning issues? Any other things to celebrate? Perhaps even um, be, for you, John. I uh, I watched Hamilton last night with the uh, with the closed captioning on for the first time. Ooh, which was fun. really kind of fun. And it's funny because I texted a friend of mine. Um, something about the Leslie Odom Jr. performance of, um, uh, and me showed it to you the other day when you were by, uh, the room where it happened, yeah. which I, I, I have opined is the greatest single performance in a show that I've ever seen. Um, and uh, so I sent that, and she sent back a text saying, hey, by the way, have you watched it with the closed captioning? And I took a picture of my television because at that moment I was watching it with the closed captioning. So that's now what's happened with all of us who are obsessed and uh, basically could not be happier that we're quarantined because otherwise I would be, I might be at a job wishing I were at home watching Hamilton or even more, more likely given my proclivities, uh, calling in or calling out as some people say to that job. So I could watch it again, but now I think it's passed along for those of us who've seen it numerous times. And I think I'm up to seven times at this point, might be eight uh, now doing it with the closed captioning. Cause it's a completely different show. With the closed captioning, people. Interesting. So, don't Interesting. so what's no? I'm not gonna. I, I don't judge. I don't judge that. A lot of those um, Fleabag, I think, parts of that show, I I watched with with uh, closed caption subtitles because it's it's British. It's t- yeah. You want you want to you don't want to miss anything. Um, what was the uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Snatch, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. movie Snatch. I would now. Granted, it's all also fun. How charming it is to try and mm-hmm. figure out what, what Brad Pitt is saying. That's part of the charm of the movie. Right. If anyone's familiar with that movie, directed by uh, Guy Ritchie, but Mister um, Madonna. Yes, but it's it's uh, it would be fun to try and see what the closed captioning you like was Dags? deciphering for that. You like Dags? What's, What's that? that? You like Dags? <laughs> <laughs> and Robert's your father's brother. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just all that stuff coming out quickly. So watch it with the uh, watch uh, Hamilton with the closed captioning, Mark. You'll dig it. So, so you say this a lot, Johnny. You say, you know, and and what we're doing now is this. What we're doing, like, like there's this small little community that is all agreeing to see see Hamilton all the time, and now agreeing to 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 see closed caption. It's again, John. Even if you're not ensconced in the theatrical community, Never you somehow find yourself ensconced 
in these other little sub-communities where you all are agreeing on on how you behave. Well, it's an ever-shrinking group, by the way, because I'm relatively certain that multiple members are blocking me uh, really? daily for just simply. And I, and I put that caveat out there that if please feel free to block me if this is getting to be too much. Um, but, you know, I'm still the, the inner circle right now is agreeing that not only is it not too much, it's not enough. And we need to up our Hamilton game. I actually and, and we, we just did a promo of our show. So if people are checking in because of the promo, our whole promo was uh, was we address the Hamilton haters. Right. And we're, we're, we're right back to it uh, in terms of talking about the show. But um, I did read something and this might just be a thing that either the far left or the far right are trying to push just to get people to not enjoy it as much. But this little literal hashtag of cancel Hamilton, yeah, which was trending, I think, as late as a day ago. And people yeah, chiming it. in on Facebook saying, oh, no, I thought they said. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The dry erase board has. OK, fair enough. Fair enough. That's, good. That's now, all we talked about. Did you have to do it backwards? Because this is a mirror, Jeff. This I did. Is a mirror. did you I, to... I wrote that all what? backward. See, now that see, that's the thing, John, the talk about the effort. Yeah. Yes, exactly. T- talent and effort and timely talent and timely effort as well. Things we just don't have, <laughs> not even in abundance, just don't have. Uh, but the thing is, is that they were, you know, they were complaining people on Facebook, you know, oh, no, Lin-Manuel Miranda said, said that it was going to be on forever. It's going to be on forever. And now yeah. they're going to take it away. And I when thought it was like, it away. Do we know? Do we know when they're taking no, it away? I mean, I looked it up. I tried to find it, and it sounds like, no, it just sounds like more hyperventilation over Disney something paid, that... Disney paid him $75 million yes, for that. Yes. I, I'm surprised they're not I, I'm surprised they're not hacking into other channels and playing it, for God's sake, at this well, point. Well, it's, 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 it's really a nod, a tip of the hat to Disney, because, you know, they did so much promotion on Disney Plus that there's they have a lot of subscribers already. Right. So the amount of new subscribers that they're going to get because of Hamilton is probably a fraction of what they had. So that and that's their only that's the only way they're generating any money. Right. So that's pretty good considering they outlaid that much money on this thing. Um, that's a that's a pretty good tip of the hat to, well, a, and to a company also, that's getting a lot of hate from actors at least at this point in time. Right. Well, they've also uh, benefited really a great deal because I had no um, intention of getting Disney Plus. Uh, for no other reason than I mean I don't have kids and uh, I've seen most of the stuff from Disney that I that that I had hoped to see, but they got a huge push with the Mandalorian, which became must see viewing for people, and then uh, throwing Hamilton out there, um, right. they have really benefited for that. Whereas other, you know other places are rolling out their streaming platform, and I don't see people lining up going, God dang, I got to see that 1984 episode of Cheers on NBC Plus. So you know you gotta. You gotta, you got you gotta, you gotta put something out there that uh, becomes must see viewing and not must see viewing from three decades ago. We have Brian Iscari chiming in with, uh, you know, Forty ers reference should be coming up in in a second since we've got Hamilton, we've got Giants, and then Tom Marino says that he has it on Plex, and I have not even heard of what Plex is, and it stays on forever, and I'm not sure how Plex got it from uh, Disney Plus, but I don't know anything, and also the screen has been frozen for me at least. So it's uh, not frozen for me. I th- yeah, I think the problems are on my end today. Uh, well, believe it or not, I'm I'm eating. Believe. 
Sorry. Again, John, the evidence, the, the preponderance of evidence Listen. actually is that it doesn't nor the technical issues are not normally on my end. Listen, here's the thing. Yesterday I had a technical uh I, I actually had I had promised that I would do something for a friend, which was record a parody song um for a birthday that they were putting together. Um and uh, so they sent me a track and said, hey, can you record, you know, do you do a Bob Dylan impersonation? And of course, every human on earth can do a Bob Dylan impersonation. And mine's no better than anyone else's. Um, and I said, well, sure, you know, I'm, a, I'm an affable guy, despite what you may have been told. And so, of course, I had three days to do it. You can you can guess as to when I actually decided to do it. And that was, that was yesterday. All of this is very, very well beyond my, uh, my abilities. And so I had a, sure. I had a, uh, a, a home project like day where I melted down at one point and my wife had to yeah. like leave my presence because I was, I can't do this. I go through this whole meltdown where I, I assume there's absolutely no way I'm ever going to solve this problem. And all of the fault falls on me for being just the worst human being to ever walk right. the earth. And right, again, right. you're just a, you're just a bad guy. Uh, yes. With a, if there were a just God, my body'd be rotting in a pauper's grave right now. And this is more evidence that that should be the case. All right. Well, it, we all applaud that. We all Thank applaud you. the effort. We all applaud yes. you getting up from your uh, falling on the floor moment, which is, I think what the, uh, the kids call it collapsing on the floor moment uh by the way tom just, marino where you just lose you. it tom, tom marino scolding you presently for that that was not uh, tom any information that goes across that live comment mark lives for that stuff <laughs> if there was a if there was a like button no, on mark's I, comments I, he'd be he'd be giving the numbers out in 36 again oh look at the 42 i didn't I, I sorry tommy i i've been told i have been told uh about that particular thing and how it's not necessarily as kosher as, as it could be. And I'm going to keep it as uh, benign as I can right now in that description. Luckily, I apologize. I apologize. Luckily, how would I, how would I know? I'd never even heard of it. Luckily, never even every, heard of it. everyone who will hear it uh, equals the number of people who have now heard it. The four people commenting on the show and yeah. three of us. So again, again. It, Tom, honestly, it's fine. Your secret is safe. You're not going to hear sirens like I did last show if we it's had the identity happen. of the shooter on the grassy knoll like we'd be seven people who knew that'd be it. <laughs> that's right it would come and go that information would uh would just come and go and All i right, do so let's actually have that knowledge yeah. do you yes the actual the the, the names i the have names. the name of the shooter on the grassy knoll Oh, so there's just one. There's just one shooter behind yeah, you. Yeah, know, it's just one. It's not that crossfire. The JFK. Check that one off. There it is. There Jeff, it is. Jeff now knows the bag of tricks. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know, president. We want to talk about JFK, a little history reference, some baseball and our sports teams, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe some musical references. We did bring Bob Dylan up, which is a, you know, a, cl a classic rock, quote unquote, yep. uh, artist, which, um, of course, is our you know, our demographic. All right, so let's go to progressive trivia right now. Johnny did it today, and Johnny actually did an NBA player. How about that, folks? I did. And those are tough because, as I said, we try to do this so that the first set of clues are a little bit muddy so that if you do get it on the first set of clues, it's because you have huge, huge knowledge. Um, yes. 
Uh, and sometimes that's hard with NBA players with statistics because there aren't as, you know, baseball is so statistic driven. You can, and, and we've all done this. We put OPS out there and two thirds of the people listening don't even know what that is. Um, so, yes. uh, so I, I, I attempted an NBA one. I hope that people don't get it on the first, uh, set of clues because that, that just ruins my day. Um, it really does. But, uh, here we go. Uh, Mark, you, you it, got it, it up. You feel confident? I do. All right. Here we go. Looking for an NBA player past or present. Here then the clues. Then they're not popping up on my computer. So uh, now I've got the frozen video with just the thing. Okay. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say. Yep. All right. Go here ahead. we go. Uh, Ten plus years in the NBA. Great. Average twenty-five plus points per game. Great. I played in the Pac-10. Okay. And I've won an Olympic gold medal. All right. All right. One more time. Ten plus years NBA. Twenty-five plus points per game, which is wonderful. Uh, played in the Pac-10. That gives you an era. If, you, if you're if you a listener of the show, you'll understand why. And I won an Olympic gold. There we go. All righty. We're getting out of the screen now. And here we go. All right. Yeah, and you were never in the screen for me. And all I'm now seeing is you frozen and Jeff and I uh, not frozen. And I see everyone frozen. So something's up today. Something is definitely up today. And I... Uh, I think I blame my. I'm on the Ethernet thing, but it's been slow. Uh oh, now I've lost everything completely. Well, it was only a matter of time. It was. Oh, only you mean the show? I thought just. Yeah, I thought you. No, I'm. Go. I'm hearing you. I don't know if you. Can you see me? Can you see me right now? Waving. I, you're frozen with okay. an expression that if I could capture this and paste it all over the interwebs, I would do it. Because it's the picture. Not it's, flattering, eh? It's 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 like the picture that Fox would put up when Obama was the subject or that MSNBC would put up when the Trump is the subject. You just gotcha. you, it's up oh, now you've moved just slightly. Now, now you're now you've become now it's become some sort of sepia toned animated series. Mark Ferreira. Uh, now I'm Twilight fine. Year. I see my I see myself. I see everyone right now. OK, except, all uh, good. Except Jeff now is is frozen. Oh no, no, there he is. He was just very still, <laughs> bored. He's just yes, bored. Just so bored. It's like okay, let's see. JFK, yeah. uh, Dylan, Hamilton, San Francisco sports. Well, let's let's talk about the Rolling Stones. And you know what? I can because they're releasing a uh, uh, a special edition of their Goat's Head Soup album, and they've yeah, released heard- a outtake from that. Yeah, you you played one of the songs, and that was a pretty good song. It sounded very nineteen seventy three. Chris Cross, very groovy. Of, it's kind of a groove song. Very nineteen seventy three groovy type song for the Rolling Stones. Groove e, yeah. not groovy. Right. So yeah, so uh, that should be fun. There it is. We've to, covered to everything. For that we Wrap have covered everything, John. Get everything we know we know anything about. So let's go to the a, answer a, to our progressive trivia was, and then we can just go. Then we can finally leave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, a, a subject that you're pretty familiar with that is your you consider your favorite sport is college football, and we obviously heard the news a couple of days ago. Actually, after our show concluded a couple of days ago about the Ivy League shutting down all their fall sports all the way to January, which is pretty significant. There's no doubt about that. And now the Big Ten. Why are you shaking your head? Uh, just, I got Jeff, it wrong. Guess and it was incorrect. Okay. Very good. Thanks for the context for you just shaking your head in the middle of a point I was making. Uh, (laughs) 
Wow. And if so, you think that's the first time I've done that, pal, you ain't watching the screen. No, believe me. Uh, and so the other uh, news, obviously, from yesterday is that the, the uh, Big Ten is limiting their football schedule to just in-conference games. We joked about this earlier today that if all the Power Five conferences follow suit, mm-hmm. then uh, the independent conference won't have anyone to play. Right. You know, Notre Dame won't have anyone to play Air Force or uh, BYU, which I don't know how long they've been an independent school. Um, and uh, I guess Army as well, obviously, and uh, New Mexico State or something like that. So uh, they can play each other, to your point, John, and uh, play each other two times and uh, two or three times. Yep. <laughs> well, like three times. <laughs> round, round, round robin, just all in one. Put them in a bubble. They, see, yep. they, should, they should bubble over at the wide world of sports because everything else will have essentially wrapped up. Uh, well, maybe not so much, but uh, the – certainly room for them over there and they just played like a round robin tournament so it's like a, a first of a three game set between notre dame and liberty boy there's a sophie's choice game God. <laughs> no it's not a sophie's <laughs> choice game it's like nah, take them both take them both <laughs> oh goodness horrible horrible uh, at any rate, uh, do you do you think that these are uh, dominoes falling right now, John? Do you think that it's going to get any two questions? Dominoes falling. In other words, are other conferences going to follow suit in one form or fashion? And um, okay, so the ace, but but the ACC is accommodating Notre Dame, but they haven't made any announcements though about just in conference schedule, so they may not. No. You know, the ACC is primarily in the South. The SEC has said they're not going to do what the Big Ten did. So, you That's know, for those narrow. conferences that still believe that the coronavirus is a hoax, <laughs> then uh, they're they're not going to they're not going to make any adjustments. Well, and but, that's ever changing, um, though. We'll see. We'll see what they do. In that. And remember, Notre Dame plays in the ACC in basketball anyway. I mean, they, they do they have, they have a very close relationship with the ACC, just not the football uh, on the football side. So this, that's not this surprising. Might, this might be finally the the the. Um, event that instigates them finally picking a conference that people have just bitched and moaned about forever. My God, I've never understood it. Frankly, I've never understood it, but uh, it's just Notre Dame hate. So what do you think it is? Do you think this is going to, these dominoes are going to continue to fall and do you think it's going to get any worse? And I know, I know the caveat. We don't know. (laughs) Everything's changing by the day. Florida and Texas and Arizona are setting records in terms of cases. They're setting records for their state in terms of deaths. So, so who do you realize that Arizona and Texas and Florida have have had more cases than any other single country? Yeah, in the last week, it's yeah. just amazing. Any other country? Any yeah. other country? No, I understand. Do you want me so, to name countries so you can then knock Finland? Have they had more than Finland? More than Finland? Okay. Botswana. More than Slovenia. Botswana. More than Botswana. Yes. Belgium. More than T- Tanzania. Yes. All right. I yes. believe it's Tanzania, actually, is how it's pronounced. But All right. Well, very good. Correct you. Tanzania. Tanzania. All right. So Tanzania. to answer your question, um, with, again, all the caveats, and I don't think they're necessary at this point, I think it, it, I think it certainly is uh, dominoes that fall. Um, now, that said, I, I, I don't know how, how bad that domino fall will continue, for lack of a – that's a horrible way of saying it. But I, I think the Pac-12 may go along with the – conference thing because i know they they seem to be more uh amenable to making changes than the southeastern conference and the acc um but i don't think that 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 any of that will be fatal 
to college football that, that we're going to see. Now, there is certainly a possibility that we don't play any football, but I don't think this is a domino that's going to knock over a bunch more. I think maybe the Pac-12 may choose to go in that direction, some of the other uh, conferences. But I think the SEC is hell-bent on playing as many games as they possibly can. Um, and I think the ACC probably along with that, as to your point, most of the teams are uh, are here in the South. Um I also think it's 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 uh, instructive to point out what you were talking about prior to the show, which is that the reason the Big Ten has done this is so that they can be more flexible. And if they have if it's all teams within their conference, it's a lot easier to reschedule. Um, yeah. And to so stay I, agile with new yeah. information to stay yeah. agile with new information. And, you know, Lenny brings up the point that how can the Big Ten can, you know, qualify for the playoffs if they've played three less games right. and you know, for the big 10, that does matter for the pac 10. That does matter for some conferences. It does matter for the sec. If they were to lose three games, doesn't matter because those are the three games they would be playing against, you know, Joe's college by the sea for nuns. Plus, you know, a three, three loss SEC team is going to get a nod prior to a undefeated big 10 team. Anytime, anytime as a rule. Yeah, as a rule, yes. So yeah, so I, it, it is going to be interesting. You think pack? You think pack twelve will kind of go along? Possible. And then maybe, I think that's highly possible. And then the the other three are are primarily based in the South, right? The Big Twelve, right? And West Virginia is not in the South per se. It's it's above the Mason Dixon line essentially. Is it? Uh, no, I don't think it is. Which that? What, uh, West Virginia is below the uh, the uh, Mason Dixon line. So yeah, so all of the Big Twelve. So basically, all of the ACC, Big Twelve, and SEC. Are below the Mason Dixon line, correct? Yeah, aren't Boston College is in the ACC still, right? Maryland uh, the, also, right? Maryland. Well, Maryland well, actually, Maryland is is below the oh, yeah, actually, yeah, Mason yeah, Dixon yeah. line is Pennsylvania, Maryland. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think Boston College, Syracuse is opting out, aren't they? Moving out of the ACC. I'm hundred percent sure what the situation is with that. But anyway, yeah, most of those teams are Southern teams. Uh, the Big Twelve is in in trouble though, Mark, because if they went to an all conference schedule then they would have two games and inter-squad scrimmages, since I believe there are only four teams in the Big 12 uh, <laughs> at this point in time. So I don't know how they're going to, you yeah. know, they have to, you know, inter-squad scrimmages would be the thing. You know, see, Texas A&M's, oh, no, they're in the, they're in the SEC. No, now. They're, uh, they're, no, they've left. That's one of the reasons there are only it's, four teams in Big it's 12. It's a round robin between Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas. They call <laughs> it a day. That's it. That's it. Throw West Virginia in there if you can. Kansas yeah. doesn't really count. No, you know, Kansas course. State doesn't really so count. So many levels. Really. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Now, I should so, point out at this point that uh, uh, Tom Marino has guessed the progressive trivia, thus ruining my day. He and he, he, didn't, he was very sweet about it. He did not want to tell He didn't want to tell you. Well, no, no, and, no. What he and said if was, I hadn't told you about live comments the other day and instructed you that because never seen you, it. You would have stayed on private chat, and you would have seen nothing. I would. But see, the other thing is, though, Tommy's saying I don't have to give the answer out. So I'm not going to give the answer and give everyone else no. a little, little more uh, of, oh, a, I see. Uh, of an opportunity I see. to answer. But uh, All right, Tom that's Reno a bit of a – Is correct with his uh, first guest that said – that guessed also the university and yep. said I didn't have to give it out yet. That's the guy. So that's a bit of a audible because normally whoever guessed it, we, we, we tell. Well, that's I'm, it. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, the I'm, end of the game once someone guesses it, unless I'm it's one of us. To, I'm just trying to kiss up to the to the people actually paying attention to the <laughs> to, show and do what they to say. A, 
to a 20th to 20% of our viewing yes. and listening yes, audience. I don't want yes. one fifth of our viewing and listening audience <laughs> to go away. So I will do what Don Marino says. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Why don't we then go back to progressive trivia with the next set of clues? I'm going to set this all up, Jeff. Okay. It's going to take me about 30 seconds and we're going to get to, uh, to that. I can read uh, this is fine for folks. As you get that ready, that we are looking for an NBA player past or present um it's i think everyone's guessed it is a present nba player so i'll give you that as an extra little clue so i'm just waiting for the screen we are we we are ready to go all right i can see it now i can see that old picture of mark and i we used to have a radio show back when we used to have multiple multiple career multiple gigs man multiple gigs now none now now zero and And none Not a lot of prospects either. Not a lot of prospects. Not, not much on the horizon for us. It's uh, bleak. No, nothing. Bleak. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's pretty bleak. All right, here we go. First set of clues. Ten, ten, I've played 10-plus years in the NBA. I've averaged 25-plus points per game. Played in the Pac-10 and won an Olympic gold. Uh, I was Pac-10 player. The next set of clues. Sorry. I was Pac-10 player of the year. I've averaged 20-plus points per game and 5-plus assists per game in the playoffs. Uh, All NBA first team five times. And one season, I averaged over 10 assists per game. That one surprised me a little. Wow, that's a horrible, horrible job I did. An app gone? Ten app gone. I don't know if anyone that you know knows uh, assist per game on yeah, one knows season. the language from Slovenia, but app gone means assists per game in Slovenia. <laughs> he is not a Slovenian player, however. We don't want to say that's an extra clue. That right. even though we've used the Slovenian for uh, assist per game, he is not actually a Slovenian player. All right, I'm getting out. This is uh, highly embarrassing for me, but I'm getting out, and here we go. No, now, now I'm getting yelled at. Now I'm getting yelled at by Nana. Now Nana's yelling at me. She's just she's got to be. I mean, her favorite player. <laughs> no, no. I mean, she's she's right. She is right. I mean, I guess there's some podcast listeners that won't know. Right. But, well, that was kind of the but, reason that we're not doing it. I mean, okay. do we have to explain that. And my God. Ooh, growing up must have been. <laughs> oh no no! Just it was great. Mom just no no. I was the I was the prince. I was the I was the prince. I was the king. You know, everyone else. It was everyone else's problem. I mean, three you know, question that's... marks after what's the point? I mean, just you know, generally can't pick up how much anger there is. But with Jan Ferreira, it is like no, she's very good at very good at punctuation to to express her mood. On you know, and the underlying thing behind it is john you you friggin moron we can all yeah. see the answer but we're just trying to help out the podcasters that's it uh-huh so i guess no more powerpoint huh tom marino does not like the powerpoint gone tommy okay. gone gone <laughs> you, you you don't I'll like get rid this of the guy who came up with the powerpoint if you want tom you want to get rid of that guy i'll get rid of him too <laughs> So, so you're you're talking about this particular powerpoint right tom not the powerpoint in general because of one because of one mistyped word, this has got to be so compelling for people. I know, I know, podcast. it really is. All right, all right. Uh, Chief all right, of the so- Fire is behind me. Chief of the Fire, that's right. 
Wait a minute. What? The chief of, of course the fire he is. Supporting of course he, is. Yep. he will never not be in your corner, John. Yeah, I know. I know. He Spock will never cool. not. That is his brand, and that is our brand. He and I's brand is that right. I will always you know, be <laughs> summarily dismissed. It's yeah. just part of the part Here's of the thing, though, Mark. I have his friends from childhood as well. Not one single one of them watches or listens to this podcast. Well, there you go. I have so, nobody. I have no one from high school. I have no member of my family. <laughs> All right. I feel bad for you. Now, watching Johnny. this podcast. I feel bad for you. I really you. collect people. You know? I collect <laughs> books. You collect, collect things. People. Hey, John. Want material a new, things. As want a new friend or an human another? Want a new friend or a hardback cover of, uh, I don't know, 13 Days by Robert Kendi. I'll take the 13 Days. Don't, sure. need any, don't need any friends. That's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. I think even lots of people with lots of friends who enjoy collecting friends or getting a new friend would also go, ooh, ee, that's a tough choice, 13 days. Ooh, vast majority of people wouldn't even have any idea what it is. Well, you know, yeah. that's okay. All right. Really, really puts Curtis LeMay in his place, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to hear this on whatever <laughs> podcast Mike Golick's now relegated to, will you? Oh, Ooh, boy. poor Sorry. guy. Too soon? Too soon? Well, you know, the thing is, is that I, I I feel bad for him because he put 20 plus years into that place and he was sort of relegated to, you know, the Wingo Golick show was sort of, yeah, yeah, we're just going to do something here because we need a placeholder. Right. You know, and Greenberg got all the love when he left even though that show was probably a lot more mediocre than the oh, Golic Wingo show. And, and now they, they barely make a statement about him when they right. say, you know, see ya. Oh, no, and then yeah. it's even sadder because his wife has now, um, in, 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 in an attempt to defend him, has now put out on Twitter or whatever other social media that uh, he actually went to management and said he'd go back to working with Greeny. And they're like, eh, nah. Nope. Yeah. Well, you see what they're replacing them with. I mean, it, it, they're obviously going to go younger, more diverse. I mean, that's sure. obviously what's going to happen. Then that's what happens when when um when they finally allow uh, shows to happen again and oh, yeah. and uh, things happening at Disney that involve a crowd. When that finally happens in late 2021 or early 2022, uh, you know, by then, yeah, you know, they're oh. they're not they're not going to go searching for. Late 50s, 60-year-old white guys. No, it's no, just no, not no. going to happen, Johnny. No, I got emotional today watching a, um, a Leslie Odom Jr. video that he posted from the opening night of Hamilton on Broadway. And, yeah, folks, we're back to it. Whatever. Live with it. <laughs> get, your own, get your own podcast, people. Um, but That's uh, the new thing. That's going to start because you used to say that at the club all the time. Get yeah. yourself your own club. Yeah, get your, get your own sports bar yeah. if you have a problem with what we're talking about. Um, but, uh, so he posted it was the opening. <laughs> oh my God. This dry erase board is going to become the thing. It's going to be the hook. It's going to be his dry erase board. writing is highly impressive. Jeff's going to show up now at like major league baseball games when they let people back in behind the play. He'll be the John three sixteen guy, but he'll hold up the, uh, uh, he'll hold up the dry erase board. Buster Posey whining again, and then there'll be a check by it. And people are going to look forward to it. And actually, um, that's something. Hold your thought there, John. That is something that would be very interesting. A dry erase board that could just change. It could just change uh, according to what's happening, according to the latest news. So it starts out three, John three sixteen, but it may end. You know, may end up with another verse 
It may end up with, you know, talking about Buster hate. But, oh but every goodness. every time they cut back to behind the plate, there's a new sign by the same guy. Right. That'd be a lot of fun. Right. The point of my whole story was that uh, to, to, to just uh, reinforce your point, Mark, is that, you know, this is this video and it's showing people, these guys when they're uh, cast members, when they're headed out to uh, uh, opening night uh, on Broadway. The show had obviously been in previews and it showed at the public theater prior to that, but it's uh, it's Broadway run. And uh, I got emotional because I thought probably never going to have an opening night of a show again as long as I live. I will probably never open another show ever. Not with that attitude. I'm, I'm going to take a moment of silence. <laughs> right, a little, little moment of silence to my theatrical career. I will, because it's very interesting, folks. And if you don't know John Pelkey, he had, you know, I, I knew him. Uh, we've known each other 21 years now. And he had quite a, quite a vibrant theatrical career, perhaps 10, 15 years prior to us meeting. And uh, he had done some intermittent shows, and we end, ended up doing a show about twelve years ago together. And uh, but at, since that point, he had he had you know made it made it very public. Whenever he was out in public, he would say, "No, my career as a theatrical artist is is over. I don't do that anymore. That's not what I do." Yeah. Until last year, when not only did he do I don't know three or four different shows, but he didn't audition for any of them. The the, the community came to him and say said, "We want you, John Pelkey." Ben he actually did. He did. A, he did a few shows, and one of them was Ragtime, which is an amazing show to be a part of. And now he's back. He's he's he. The, it, it's bitten him again. Uh, the the bug, and so and that's why you're crying, John, because it's not only something you do love that you, but but it's. it's I got to turn the comments off because I'm going to laugh every every. Yes, Tom, there is a 1776. <laughs> you know what? There is. There is, is going to be. There's the 1776 tattoo. All right, so there. <laughs> Why? My, they Can know we, everything. They know every bag of every trick we could ever pull out at this point. Where? Well, wait till wait till we start doing the the shows that we've done deep. We got dive. nothing. When we start doing the shows that we've done deep dive, and I don't mean I'm going to do a deep dive into the original Broadway production of 1776, which it's an um, idea. Uh, which actually occurred in 1969 when my deep dive on the 69 Mets happens. Uh, there might be a reference. Uh, I'm not I saying I've built several in. Uh, yeah, there's a number of pop culture references will be in that show. Uh, but I'm going to do a deep dive on my 1988 production of 1776, <laughs> where I we revisit people that no one knows who they are. Um, and just that's what it's going to come to on this show. Because as we've said before, this show it doesn't has matter. Little or nothing to do with sports. It, it has well, everything to do with Mark and I working out our existential issues that we have. Sure. And there are myriad uh, folks. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just I so just many. On and, on. and normally we can work them out on stage in front of people. But this is it. This is it. It's captive here. And this is just to keep keep both of us from just walking into traffic or just a la Bruce Dern, just walking into the sea and, and bringing and bringing the hellscape of our lives oh. to, an end. <laughs> to, a, to, a, to an end to mercifully close. to an end yes my goodness gracious that is so that is so that is so true it really is and uh and uh, we'll be we'll be uh, doing a deep dive on the, the production of sugar that i was in in oh, high school where show. tommy was in the pit 
So we could have other people join in on that one. And my mom will be all in on that one. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be in uh, four weeks from now, folks. Deep dive. Mark's Mark's production of Sugar. What year was that? That was 1977. So it's it's a lot later than all of our previous deep dives, John. So it actually has more relevance. It's the most relevant deep dive we've done. Mark's high school production of Sugar. Good gracious. All right, so we're going to somehow pivot from all of this levity. I don't even know what we've been talking about. No, I don't either. Uh, to, uh, to you know, the continual ramifications, in my opinion, of the Deshaun Jackson unfortunate tweet where he, you know, said that, the, you know, something regarding the, the Jews are going to relegate all the blacks to second-class citizens or they're they're going to take everything over i mean it, it was it was essentially misquoting hitler but it was quoting hitler whilst misquoting hitler <laughs> and praising louis farrakhan i mean it was really stupid yeah. it was it really was really stupid. It was ridiculously stupid. And offensive. stupid stupid and offensive. and offensive but julian edelman to his credit oh, he was has great. not only reached out and said dude you know that's pretty offensive and 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 uh i would love to talk to you a little bit about anti-semitism but not only has he said that, he said, listen, you know what? And you can talk to me about what, uh, what, uh, what are blind spots with me yeah. regarding race because we all have them. So let's go to D.C. and let's visit the Holocaust Museum. And let's also visit the African-American Museum in Washington, D.C. in our nation's capital. Let's together educate each other. And to me, that is like, OK, when people blow it and they act like idiots online or, or in their tweets, as opposed to just <laughs> ripping them seven new ones, right? How about we act like Julian Edelman did, and rise above it, and not only say, "Listen, I I can help you understand more about why this is so remarkably, deeply, blatantly uh, offensive to a whole culture and and religion, frankly," but I can also learn from you. Yeah, what a concept. It's like I wish our leaders, and, and this applies to all sides, believe me, but I wish our leaders could admit to making a mistake every now yeah. and then. But they can't because they're spending all of their time pointing out everyone else's mistakes. Well, also, and then it's just this pile-on thing that if you do admit a mistake, it'll end up in some soft-money television commercial that makes you look like a moron. You know, It's just it, – it's it seemingly the upside for it doesn't exist. And to your point, it really does exist. And this reminded me, Mark – of we had an issue a number of weeks back about a um, a high school uh, student, I believe female high school athlete who made some really really stupid and offensive comment on social media, and the university that she was going to attend rescinded her scholarship offer, and uh, you know essentially right. cancel cultured her, and I said at the time though I found her what she said offensive I said I thought they'd missed their calling as a as a as an educational institution totally. to bring her in and educate her on why it was that offensive right. um and i think that julian edelman and i was incredibly impressed by edelman and what and, and and how he reached out and i love the fact that he said and boy this is i should take this advice is that he didn't answer right away because yeah at some point you have to take that immediate because very it's easy to be immediately outraged when somebody says something but i think if you really want to uh, affect change, step away from the emotional content of it and, and look at it in a more intellectual manner. 
And Edelman, to his credit, to what you said, let's go to the Holocaust Museum. Let's go to the Museum of African-American Culture uh, in D.C. Um, and let's let's talk about these things. And I think to his credit, I think Deshaun Jackson actually has 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 since chimed in that he, he was certainly willing to do that. And I think we're, we're going to need more of that. We really yeah. are. If we wish to get past where we are right now in 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 division, we have to do that. And, you know, I think that it's um, that's can I, I say this real quick? Can I just say this real quick? That is more important than tearing down statues and painting oh, things yeah. on streets. That dialogue is the most important thing. I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, I, that we've had so many years of reacting to your point immediately to tweets immediately going off making judgments uh making dictums if you will about what happens to this person and i think that because there with deshaun jackson i think there's a a bit of there's a bit of sympathy built in with him there's a bit of like well hang on what's happening you couldn't have meant this and i think part of it is the fact that you know we're reticent to be quick, a quick we're, we're, at least liberals are liberals are very reticent and i think rush limbaugh actually referred to this at one point on a, on an espn sunday morning when he, they brought him in for the the pro football whatever they called it the game day early morning game day he said something about this that uh but th not this way that liberals are reticent to do that right away with african americans especially right now Right. They're reticent to just dive in with a judgment. Right. Because they were the, they, the people have been bringing up the point that Drew Brees caught a lot more uh, public yes. stuff yes. From, from that. Yeah. 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 Yes. Right away. Right. And that actually is a good thing to what happened because, oh, by the way, it gave people a chance to breathe. It gave people a chance to say, Deshaun, what in the hell were you thinking? Yeah. You know, and it, it gave them a chance to not just go after him wholeheartedly, but like try and reach out. And for Julian Edelman to take that window of opportunity and do what he's done mm -hmm. sets sets a bar. Yeah. And the fact that they're not in politics and they don't need to blame each other. Julian Edelman doesn't need it has nothing to do with wins and losses. He, he you know, he doesn't have to say, to, you know, uh, we're going to you know, we're going to beat the Eagles because if if, right. if I if I call him out, we're going to get an automatic win. Or if I you know what I mean? If I don't call him out, we're, we're, we're going to lose a ball game. Because it has nothing to do with wins, right. which I don't know when when that even happened when it came, when issues came around. I don't know how how you get a win with infrastructure. It's like you're you're doing something good for the country. It's not a win, right? 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 So at any rate, it's like because of that, he took advantage of this window yeah. and he set a template. He has set a template in terms of listen. I know I need to be educated. You certainly need to be educated. Let's educate ourselves together. And let's get off of this. Let's not rip Drew Brees, 18 new ones. And let's not, who was it? Uh, I think it was Bradley Cooper, right? The, the wide receiver for uh, the Eagles that said something at a concert at one point. Bradley, a, Bradley Cooper is a celebrated thought it was actor. Bradley. Riley. Maybe it was Riley Cooper. Riley I don't Cooper. know. It's Riley, Riley. He, he knows. Know. He knows, Jeff. This is, this is Mark doing his uh, uh, Norm Crosby, <laughs> which is, you know. Again, I'd get a better reaction. Reference. I'd get a better reaction. I don't. Uh, I don't understand that. It's, no, it's clearly <laughs> losing it. It's a tough room. It's a tough it's, room. Well, you freeze up a little bit here and there, and you know, that, I think that has something to do with it. But it was Riley Cooper, yeah, who made no, uh, 
who said, and he got ripped things. pretty hard. You sure know, people were yeah. talking about suspending him. People were talking about taking him out of games, right? And and uh, just taking and, him out. Yeah, just taking him out. So I think this is a really good thing. And uh, and and Jeff, in terms of what Julian Edelman has has reached out and offered to do for Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson, are you? Thinking like we are that this this should be the new norm. This would be this should be how we handle things from here on out. All of these things should be teaching moments. Yes, I completely agree with that. Have yeah. always agreed with that. Yeah, that that's it. If we have discussions because we have different political beliefs, you know, Jeff and I have different political beliefs. You, but we've talked about some things, and it's it's a learning experience. It doesn't mean we're always going to agree, nor does it mean we always have to agree. But we do need to keep dialogue open because it's the only way anything changes. And and you know, in the past, before social media. If somebody said something like that, it would take a while to get to us, first of all. We'd find out about it, you know, at earliest on the evening news that day, maybe the next day in the paper. And to respond to it, we would have to write a letter to the editor. And, you know, there's all these number of things. But now just everything can be out there. It it can be it's just trolling. Uh, I'm sure half the people that have said to me that In the Heights is a better musical than Hamilton are just trolling me. They're just trolling me. They don't really think that. No, they, they, how, how could they? How could they think how that? Could, how could they? How could they possibly think that? Think, I saw it. I saw it off Broadway when it was yeah. really fresh and really great. Not that it wasn't when it went to Broadway, but um, yeah, there's some problems in the second act. The second okay, act okay. Like a lot Fair of enough. musicals I don't want to get off do. Of you know, Oliver. We can talk about Oliver. I did Oliver actually in high school. We can talk the second act in Oliver. That'll be the deep dive. Rob. That's the deep dive after Sugar is uh, Mark's Oliver production in, in, in high school. You played Bill Sykes. You know, no, I played be, Fagan, believe Fagan, it. Fagan, of course. Oh, of course. You'd be great, Fagan. Um, you know, four decades ago. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, the, the I'm actually old is, enough to do it now, but I'm also, you know, three feet shorter than I should be. So, <laughs> but uh, that uh, that the responses, you know, half the time are just people trying to get a, a reaction out of you. And and I think a lot of the other responses and some that I've done on on, uh, on social media would benefit themselves by uh, either editing or just taking a little more time before you respond. So that's that's what I request. But good for Julian Edelman. And if Deshaun Jackson is going to meet with him, if I am correct about that and that happens, good for both of those guys. I think that's a great. I want the 30 for that's the documentary I want next time. There you go. Julian and Deshaun. Deshaun and Julian. Yes, exactly. I love that. I think that is a wonderful, wonderful all-American kind of thing to do. All right. Let's go back to progressive trivia for the people that are listening to the podcast and not watching the YouTube video. I guess there's a few. I do believe we're going to give the answer this time, right? Was that the decision that we would? I could give it and give the answer at this point, since it's the third set of clues. Or do you? Should I still wait? I'm I'm just confused as to what we should be doing. I'm up for anything. I wasn't aware of any discussion or decision that was made regarding it. Perhaps it happened whilst everything was frozen. Perhaps it happened with some subterfuges between you and Jeff. And there's just not texts going back and forth here on our on our on the the, the thread that we have oh, to try it is. us going so so i think we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and give the answer this time i'll go through all of the clues and then we'll go ahead and give the answer and we will give tom marino credit um for actually getting it so here we go we were looking for an nba player past or present i've spent 10 plus oh sorry we've got to get the uh, we got to get it up all technically all together are we good are we're we not good, good. We're not good. Here we go. Uh, we're not I mean, good. We're not good quite yet. We're almost there. We're almost there. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. That's anything else. There we go. Here we go. All right. There we go. I'm glad I didn't have to talk amongst ourselves. 
All right, here we go. Looking for an NBA player, past or present. First set of clues were I've spent 10-plus years in the NBA, averaged 25-plus points per game. In that period of time, played in the Pac-10, and I won an Olympic gold. Waiting for that one to move there, and that was flying up from the bottom, and now it's just not going to get there. Is this your anti-Olympics bias, Mark? Is that the reason that that clue didn't show? All right. No, it was there. It was there. It It just maybe didn't show in the thing, but it was there on my PowerPoint. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Pac-10 player of the year, averaged 20-plus points per game and five-plus assists per game in the playoffs, the NBA. Uh, All NBA first team five times. One season, I averaged 10-plus assists Per game. Again, Apgone is a Slovenian. <laughs> Slovenian. Assists per game. All right, final set of clues. I'm an eight-time All-Star, two-time NBA scoring champ, former MVP, and I won the NBA's sixth man award as well. And I thought that was a pretty good giveaway clue there. And it is James Harden. Jan Ferreira getting credit on the uh, – on the screen right here, but should be pointed out that uh, Tom Marino actually got that uh, got that right as well. James Harden, um, yeah, I thought the the people. Uh, I, I think it was a giveaway clue, the six man award, but a lot of people perhaps forgetting who don't follow the NBA very quickly. At one point, Russell Westbrook, um, uh, Kevin, uh, uh, help me, Kevin Durant, Durant, thank you. Because I was going to say Kevin Harden, who is actually a guy I went to high school with, uh, Kevin Durant and um, and James Harden, all on that Oklahoma City team together, and Harden was the guy off the bench. Yeah, amazing. Which is just crazy. This is one of my favorite pictures of us, John. Which photo is that? Which one? Can you what? see it? You can't see it. Uh, oh yeah, that's me about to hit you with a bat. yes it is our first iteration of after further review at the actual radio station and there's a gator helmet behind there's a dolphin flag and a pittsburgh flag and i'm wearing a san francisco giants hat for the playoffs as they're about to enter their 2012 playoff run which was a classic run by the way here we go yeah that was when buster posey oh by the way in a pivotal game five in the first series it's a you know best of five series hits a grand slam against matt latos Come on. That was a that was a great moment as a San Francisco fan because Matt Latos had hated on the Giants when he was a member of the Dodgers and he got his just desserts. And then of course down three one against St. Louis and Barry Zito in a pivotal game five to get us back to San Francisco, does what everyone had written him off, pitches a brilliant game, a Cy Young worthy game. Uh, it made the signing of him worthwhile. And then, of course, they sweep the, the Tigers, the much favorite Tigers. Just Tom Marino, not enjoying your shallow dive at all. It's <laughs> not ho hum. Yes, I'm right there with you, Tommy. All right, I come out of this. Right there. Coming out you. of this. Here we yeah. go. It's already gone on my screen anyway. I don't see it anymore. Thankfully. Okay, beautiful. beautiful. All right. So there it is. Uh, James Harden, who uh, I had no idea. I'm for the Arizona State. I did not know that, and I'm usually, and again, my my NBA. I don't follow the NBA as closely as I should, and I and I hope to, uh, particularly starting this year, since it'll be live sports on television. Um, but I'm usually pretty good, as you know, Mark, with uh, alma maters. I had no idea James Harden went to Arizona State. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I'm wondering if you're just not quite as good with the West Coast stuff. Uh, that well, might be. 
It might be the case. NBA, maybe maybe with uh, college basketball, maybe not quite as strong as college football, though you're a pretty good college basketball guy. Not quite as good, but I am a pretty good college basketball guy. Did they, his Arizona State teams, did they ever make any noise in the tournament? That might be one of the reasons. It's just I don't think they did, so that might be one of the reasons it's kind of. Uh, let's, ask, let's ask Tom Marino, who seems to know all about James Harden and all about Arizona State. So <laughs> let's, let's see if he knows about. You guys are uh, working some stuff out. <laughs> Not at all. He's turning the channel, however, yes, once the, the Matt Latos things happen. All right. So I, I, our, I looked our, it up and James Harden led Arizona State to its first ever Pac-10 title. Final, oh, wow. final, about that? final. So maybe they didn't win the title. Okay. All right. There you go. Because I just normally with college basketball, I'm mean, pretty decent with college basketball, but particularly no more, obviously, about teams that get to the tournaments because I really start watching conference tournaments into the tournament. I watched some regular season, but again, it happens during college football season, some of it, and then NFL season. So it's really hard for me to try to balance all of those things at one time. So uh, he also mentions very few Pac-10 scorers. So that probably came to mind for him as well. So um, well done, Tom. And yeah, when did that happen? What about five years ago when it expanded to about Pac-12? What do you think? Roughly? Five years ago, five to Utah, seven would be my thought. It might be as many Colorado, as Colorado, right in there. So five to seven, perhaps right around 2012, right around tw- between 2012, 2014 in that era. All right. So final topic today, we'll talk about baseball and their first week and reactions to what's happening and, and how basically there's a couple of couple points I want to focus on, John, and you can certainly bring up anything you'd like. And our, our viewers can do that as well, Jeff. Also, uh, with you, bring up anything you like regarding baseball's first week. But from the player's point of view, it's getting you, it's just getting used to not doing things that are second nature to them. Right. Right. Patting each other on the butt or the back, (laughs) spitting out loud. (laughs) Justin Turner says that, uh, you know, sometimes you spit in the glove before a play. Yeah, it's just what you do just to get your, you know, as third baseman, just get get ready for that glove to be as, you know, to 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 be a recipient of that ball as best you can. And it's like, uh, you know, things that are second nature that they have to stop themselves doing. Kyle Schwarber said something about, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can. We're going to try and set an example for what social distancing really means in COVID times. But we're not obviously going to do it all. There's going right. to be times where they give each other a high five. It's going to be hard. And, and, and don't put hand sanitizer on, on themselves immediately after or whatever it is. You know, so it's going to be very difficult. But that's, that's an interesting point of view that they're just trying to get used to these things. And then the second one is uh, managers, NL managers, getting used to no, you know, no, no at-bats for pitchers, mm-hmm. getting used to the universal DH. That's going to take some getting used to for, for them as well. So it's very interesting to me. Do, do you have any other uh, no, takes I think, on that about this first week out? I'll take the second point. I agree with you. I'll take the second point first. I think that it's going to be a lot easier for them than it would be if it obviously if had gone in the other direction and there had been no DH in the American League because that's going to require American League managers to, to, uh, uh, to change their – uh, yeah, strategies a lot more than that. So I, I think they'll, I think they'll come around to that. And also, you know, most of these managers probably played in the American League, or they, they've been around designated hitters enough that I don't think at this point that'll be quite as big. But to your point with the, um, 
with uh, just getting used to things. You know, baseball looks it's so looks so laid back when you go to a, a, a practice prior to a spring training game or whatever. But there is a method to all of that madness. And, and baseball players particularly are very, very rigid in what they're how they go about their business. Very superstitious generally. Um, so changing all of that, uh, there's a mindset there that's going to change a little bit. So it will be interesting to see if guys, uh, if it takes a while for people to look comfortable and feel comfortable playing. And again, to the point of, you know, what the Big Ten is talking about is staying agile. It It's important for baseball to, to do that as well. And I think having 60 guys ready to go at any particular time is a good thing because who knows who's going to be tested positive. Right. Who knows some of these tests are being are delayed in, in terms of results coming back. I think that's been the biggest story, really, for baseball to this point. Yeah. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I think the biggest story is that they they have struggled with the testing as much as they have. And to set a roster, you know, especially teams that are on the rise or rebuilding or teams that don't have sort of a set roster coming in, uh, that is going to be last minute. Yeah. It's literally going yeah. to be last minute and perhaps even just ongoing as the season goes. Yeah. In other words, setting your roster is something, you know, you do during spring training. You figure it out. You figure out your roster. You figure out, you know, you have a, a variety of options for your lineups, but you set your roster pretty mm -hmm. much with an mm -hmm. exception here and there for people being, you know, for for the shenanigans that owners do with putting players down to extend their right. uh, to extend their service time or to, you know, sending them down to the uh, minors. I don't know of any reduced ever put a guy down though i think there there's probably a period of time where george steinbrenner would have liked to put dave winfield down when he called him mr may i think he yeah given the opportunity to put him down yes point. put him down to the minors indeed to extend their service their service their playing time but uh you know other than that that's what they're doing and most managers are trying to figure out how to keep their team healthy that's what's front of mind. Yeah. Setting the rosters isn't front of mind right now. Right. And it's, it, it is going to be a funky year. It really is. And yeah. I will give a lot of credit. I mean, I do think that teams like the Dodgers that have a very deep lineup and have a very experienced lineup and they could set their, they could set most of their roster pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. If they stay away from positive tests, you know, teams like that can get out of the gate pretty quickly, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Can really get, can really have a fast start. Yeah. I, you know, really, I know. I wonder if teams that have managers who have spent uh, a better part of their career or a large part of their career in the minor leagues, managing in the minor leagues, where you do have guys going up and down and there's a lot more movement, so set roster a little more difficult in a mi in minor league setting. I'm wondering if those guys may be more uh, may have more success just because they are they they're more used to being that uh, flexible in those situations. Tom has mentioned that. What about minor leaguers who are called up? As part of that 60, because because there's a lot of, you know, we're getting ready for a draft right now that that Tom is the commissioner of. And and there's a lot of uh, players on the reserve squad that um, the, the, the news of the day is not how they're progressing in the minor leagues or how they're progressing in spring training. The news is whether they made the 60 man roster or not. Right. And there's some guys who are in single A, barely in double A that are in the in the 60 man roster. And if they pull those, and and they're they're major prospects, though yeah. you know they're yeah. major prospects, but it's 
it's a good point. What if they bring them up? They're not ready to play. They're not ready right. to play at major league level, and they don't do well. We've seen stories like that. Mickey Mantle had that problem. Willie yeah. Mays had that problem, right. and that was a different era. And they just they were just patient. They would send them down for a month or two, and they'd come back and they'd 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 get themselves together and go well, the on. The difference is there's know. nowhere to send them down to now. It's not right. like you can go get game experience. The minor leagues are canceled. So no, at that point, you can send a guy down, and he, you know he's still he's getting at bats, and he can get back where he belongs and get out of his head, and that, as as a batter. But you, don't, you can't do that anymore. You're basically going to get more instruction time. Well, yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna be relegated to the you know go back to the pile, <laughs> go back to the pile of sixty players, and you know what's the percentage of people that'll walk walk into the ocean? John? I'm I'm opposed to I'm opposed to Major League Baseball's idea where all of those guys will just be sitting in a room somewhere, and then the door will open and they'll just be it's like pointed at. Yeah. It's like it's they'll they'll send them in a room like in the in the first scene of Animal House when they go to the uh you know the upper fraternity and they say here's it's it's death. horrible it's it's, it's, it's yeah. horrible and it's and, remarkably could never even be thought about being produced today right but yeah it's it's but a it's place funny. where they relegate yeah. they relegate the players John to to a room where the <laughs> here are the sixty you know the pile of. Right, and there's going to be a percentage of those people that walk into walk into the ocean. Right, so. and the and the room looks like some battered DMV in some like uh, location, you know, where all the of rest the, of the house is a beautiful mansion, right? Yeah, and that where the seating is like just those plastic, either those plastic chairs, most of which are broken, uh, or the seating around the walls, and they've had to take out anything that people could uh, could assault each other with. Because you know the wait times in the DMV are so long that generally, if you're there long enough, you you really just want to assault somebody else. Uh, so that's what it's going to be like. That's that's for those guys. But there's yeah, no place I mean, to I, send them. No place. Where do they, they go? What do they do? No, they sit in the room. They sit in the room and wait for their call up. And and maybe someone comes in and says, "Okay, this is how you bat better." <laughs> do, do you think? And but they can't go to a a, a field and, and teach right. them. They just have to sit them down with a book. This is how you bat better. Chief of the Fire says they'll be sent to a Motel Six, which yeah, ooh, that and Len, yeah, he is right. Lenny I, says taking a black light to those sheets. Good God, oh my! Injury Lord. rehab. He says, where were the in injury replacements come from? I mean, I from from everything I've read, they've got sixty, and that's it. Right. So if they go through the sixty, I don't know the answer. I mean, they're just going to. And I tell you what, what, we don't have a center fielder today. <laughs> no, and I, t I tell you what, if we get if we we're get the play two uh, people in the outfield. If if we get uh, this thing spiking again in the fall, it could go through people like crap through a goose. So I mean, I think there's uh, ee, there's a, there's a lot to there's a lot to take in there. And I'm also wondering, are the teams going to some of these minor league instructors and minor league managers? Are they now going to be with the big club with, to to work with these guys? Because you can't just have you know guys to our point sitting in a room waiting there has to be some sort of consistent the pitchers have to pitch and you know guys have to get batting practice in and there has to at least be instruction because there aren't any games for them to play in to improve and, and tom, there's a lot of stuff happening tom thinks it's not even going to finish and we talked about that what's, what's the what's the over under on it actually happening the way they think it's going to happen you know okay with, with exceptions here and there in terms okay. of adjustments of schedule things like that but in terms of 60 games and the regular playoff i mean what are the what are the odds that it's going to happen and you take the under i would probably take the under at this point yeah yeah but and how about how about nba and nhl same same thing i think the nba and the nhl have a little better chance again because they're wrapping up a season 
to try to, uh, you know, to, to determine a champion. So whereas these other baseballs playing, you know, trying to play a season to then determine a champion. I just think there's more, um, there's going to be more push to try to finish things in the NBA and the NHL. That's, that's just my feeling. That's personal feeling. I don't know anything more than anyone else. Cause clearly all I've done is watch Hamilton for the last week. Yeah. And, and, and we again, could go today, we could go today. The world changed. The world turned upside down. That's right. Again, yeah. <laughs> another reference to Hamilton. I should right, drop so more of them in, but. We have our winner. It is uh, James Harden. Tom Marino got it first. Congratulations. And uh, we are, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with, with these sports, with Major League Baseball. Uh, it's fun that it's starting. Yep. I'm certainly interested that it's starting. I I um, am holding my breath for the next three weeks because uh, evidently the, the, the deaths versus the cases, the deaths are lagging a little bit more because of who's getting it. Well, and also and, we've gotten better. They've gotten better at treating it. And I think back in the beginning, the other thing, a number of things in play there, to your point, it's younger, healthier people who are coming down with it. Um, we, we were better at uh, medical professionals are better at, at, at managing it. And also, I think people are going to the doctor and getting checked out more quickly than they were back in March, where we joke yeah. about there are really not that many people who think it's a hoax at this point in time. There are people who think that maybe it's overstated by the media and a number of things. But I do think most I think most people I honestly think if uh, if uh, Kellyanne Conway couldn't taste anything anymore she'd probably go to a doctor you know and and but no back in you know back when uh this thing started in march and april particularly people it, it was in the hay fever season or whatever uh the allergy season so people people <laughs> it wasn't the first thing in your mind but now you start having the sniffles and sneezing people are like holy crap do i have this thing so i think that's part of it as well and there's a lot more tests i mean to yeah. to the country's credit and uh, to public health officials on the federal level's credit, um, there the the amount of tests per million per capita, yeah, is almost as high as the rest of the world now. Finally, right? At, at least Western Europe and some of the other countries that were greatly affected by this, it's almost at that level. So and there are more short duration tests too <laughs> that they're starting. You're uh, either instantaneous or within a very short period of time. And I think for sports, that's particularly important. Yeah. And there are drive-in tests. There's antibody tests. There's, you know, probably 10 or 15 places just in Orange County yeah. that, are, that, that you can test. So that's going to help. That's obviously going to raise the cases up there, but perhaps finally, which is what we talked about six weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, uh, from a show when I was in New York is that perhaps this is going to be good news and that the mortality rate finally gets to where it, it, it really is because we don't know that yet. And right. if it's more like the flu, then we can feel a little bit more confident to go out. If we're wearing a mask and social distancing outside, we can go to a ball game. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's like the flu, but I'm not sure we're there yet. No, I don't think uh, we are, but hopefully it, we can trend we'll, in that direction. We'll see. Yeah, we. I thought we were. We were getting two, three hundred, maybe four hundred uh, deaths per day, which was is a low number. I know. I'm. I'm. It sounds cavalier, but it's not. But the last three days have been a thousand nine hundred, yeah. eight hundred. So I'm worried that it, the lag is a is is just longer than it used to be. It's a yeah. month. I think there's and some we'll of that. See. 
And and that's that's why I think the pat the Big Ten decision was so key because it allows them agility. It allows right. them room to to adjust to whatever's happening on the ground because that's essentially what everyone needs right now is room to make an adjustment within a grand framework. And I think the Big Ten got it right, frankly. Yeah, because I, I think it's going to be difficult for something like the NFL if they go ahead at the at from the get-go, or even one of these, uh, the Southeastern Conference or whatever, if they start uh, at the get-go and then they have to shut down for a while, I think that it's going to be more difficult to ramp back up again. That would be my that would be my feeling with that. And I think there would be players that, particularly like, say, in the NFL, who if there was a spike and they had to shut down for a few weeks, there would be players who at the end of that would be like, you know what, this is not worth it at this point. I'm going to opt out of the thing. So we shall see. I do want to point out that Lenny... Uh, Lenny Rowe, one of our uh, uh, longtime listeners and, and good friend of Mark and mine. Lenny's saying, uh, in, in answer to what we were talking about in our last show about teams you'd like to see win uh, a championship, which I like is a fun uh, conversation. And I think we were all surprised by the fact when the Jets came up, we all went, ooh, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Um, but uh, the, he looked for the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, to win their first uh, championship in 50 years since Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, was drafted yeah. by them. What sixty six? I believe he, he got. There. I think sixty nine. Was he that? Was that his rookie season? Sixty. Wow, I think it was sixty nine for right. Kareem Abdul for Lou Alcindor at the time. Lou Alcindor at the time. Yeah, that was the point I was going to make. Cool. Uh, yeah, pretty neat. I love. I loved those Bucks. Oscar Robertson at the end of his career. Yeah, you know, got a championship with them. That was a pretty fun team. There's no doubt so, about it. All so right, that's it. We're done. We are done. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for the the laughs, everyone, especially you, Johnny. You, you had me you had me just going there for a while with the Bruce Dern references. Uh, but it's been it's been a good time. Wish everyone a, a safe weekend. Have fun. Enjoy the show. Tell everyone about it as best you can. For Jeff, for John, I'm Mark. You've been listening and seeing after further review. See you later, folks. 